Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Whenever you're listening to this, the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Glad to have you along for the ride. I'm Nadine Blaney. Cara's here as well. Cara Ordway. Not bad. Pretty good for the local market today. I know. It's looking good, isn't it? Everyone that I spoke to was like actually quite surprised, I think, (laughs) on how it finished. I mean, there's a lot of green across the board. That material space certainly leading the way. South 32 up over 5%, Rio up over 1% on the day. Yeah, well, so those are the big players. We have seen, you know, gold doing well, palladium, platinum, silver, uranium doing well as well. And uh, when all was said and done, the local market, the XJO, was at 7,311, so up above that 7,300 level again, uh, up about half of 1%. Now, we are still down for the week to date and the month to date and the quarter to date, but I'm not going to be uh, negative overall because, again, perspective, Cara, year to date, we're up 11%. Exactly. It's all about perspective, isn't it? And people calling for a correction have to keep that in mind that when we do see a pullback, the gains that we've seen over the past year coming back from that March 2020 low have been unbelievable, really. Unreal. And I had a chat, well, this is yesterday with Jeremy Hook from TMS Capital, and he, I think we mentioned it yesterday, you know, think about all the dividends that are still yet to come back in the market. Uh, Think about, um, you know, just again, monetary policy, a lot of the free money and some of the economic gains that we've we've seen and hopefully will continue to see. I mean, we had that jobs report today. Was there much Aussie dollar volatility around that? Not too much, but again, after that US CPI print, it it rocketed a bit higher, pushing towards that 74 handle. I mean, the thematic today for me was just people saying, everyone is moving out of that transitory camp now. And then inflation is here to stay. And if you look under the hood, there's some actually quite concerning things about it. Yeah, but investors are brushing it off. Exactly. It's funny, isn't it? I feel as if we've talked about it so much, perhaps, that it's not coming. That that CPI read overnight didn't come as a big surprise. And the core component was still in line with expectations. And again, I had a chat with Alastair McLeod from Wheelhouse Partners. He was saying, look... He said no one believes. I don't know if I agree with that. But he said, look, no one believes right now that this inflation train is getting out of control or will be allowed to get out of control. Because, again, you had expectations of liftoff for hikes from the U.S. Fed being brought forward. So that would be an anecdote. And it's been inflation. Ref- yeah, it's been reflected in those yields that the long dated ones are coming down. If you look at the belly of that curve uh, and speaking to John Lycos from Bond Advisors, he said that's the expectation long term. Still stagflation. You know, we're watching energy prices rise. So what will that do to growth going forward? Big labor shortages. I mean, I read some of the detail in that NIFB, the small business survey in the US. I mean, the worker shortage is real. Wages and expectations growing, you know, for for growing wages is real. Um, I guess one of the 
One of the interesting data points today as well came from China. So we saw producer prices jumping 11%. Um, but again, CPI wasn't really wasn't yeah. really concerned at all. I, I'm seeing such a divergence in calls on China at the moment. I mean, particularly when you look at investors that look to offshore, those US-listed Chinese stocks, there's just such a range of people willing to jump back into them, buying on the dip, and others that are just saying, I want to avoid China going forward from now on. Yeah, I think that's one that will continue to come up. Yeah. I was just chatting. By the way, we are holding an investor day next Tuesday uh, in partnership with ChaiX in SIBO Australia. And so just, you know, having a f- putting a bit of thought into that, having a few chats around that. And again, uh, China is persistently yeah. coming up in those conversations. ESG, energy, you know, all of the usual suspects. It really is front of mind for investors and also advisors. So just if there's any financial advisors listening out there, we've got a great afternoon lined up for you. You can actually get CPD points, I believe, by attending. It's true. And uh, yeah, just getting some perspective about strategy and solutions with all of those, you know, persistent worries hanging around in the background. But let's focus on the positive. I mean, tech had a fantastic day today. Amazing. APT up over 4% on the day and people are upgrading stocks. I had a chat with Roger Montgomery from Montgomery Investments and he had three stocks that he was just like, look, on a global scale, they're performing. They have so much growth potential. I'm upgrading all three of them. And you can find that interview in the COB newsletter today. Yeah, what happened in U.S. tech set the scene for what happened here. I had a chat about Tesla earlier. Holon, Holon Global Investments put out a bull case, you could call it that. Yes, it's about Tesla, but more so it's about the rapid adoption that they see coming for EV in the developing world as well. It's pretty interesting. If you'd like to have a listen, it's available in the show notes as well. And yeah, to the tech space, I mean, the best performer on the market was net wealth. Now, it's not necessarily always lumped in with those high growth sort of sexy wise techs and all the rest of it, which also had a really great day. Um, Wise Tech actually was up by close to 8% after penning a letter to its shareholders, but (laughs) net wealth, excuse me, net wealth was up by, uh, yeah, more than 16% after updating the market on its uh, funds under management, giving a bit of a quarterly update up, up significantly. So yeah, there was a lot of strength to be seen in some of those names. And of course, that green thematic continues to play out. Andrew Wylant from DP Wealth Management joined us this morning on how to invest in green metals. And that just ties in with that story. I feel like everything just comes back full circle in all of these conversations lately, Cara. So should we go to stock of the day? Stocks for crash series, although mm, awkward sort of conversation to have today when the market's (laughs) pushing higher. Um, But yeah, stocks... A stock that you'd buy if there was a significant, we're talking a significant pullback. Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, Carl Capulinga from Think Market sat down with Koshi. Let's take a listen. Narrowed it down to one though, and that was uh, Goodman Group, so Tikiko GM Jeans. Oh. It's just such a high quality stock and it's never cheap. I mean, that's, that's I think, the way you want to look at this idea of what do I buy if there's a crash? You're looking at absolute premium top shelf quality blue chips that are on sale. And frustratingly, and, and we've, we've had a buy on this um, for well over a year, but you have to take that leap of faith with GMG that they're going to deliver that that great growth that they have been delivering, because it's 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 you're not you're not getting it at a cheap price ever, but you never do. So look, a crash. Let's say it's half price. It's on sale. That would be the first one I'd go to. I went slightly left field. The opportunity that we took last crash, if that's what you want to call it, 
was in a stock called the Long Short Fund. LSF is the stock code. Now, this is an LIC. So this is a listed investment company. It's a great team, very expert at what they do. And, you know, I, I'm not a smart person, but if I could invest in smart people at 30% less than their brains are, uh, the assets in their brains are worth, then that, yep. to me, is an absolute, well, yep. it's a no-brainer. So, yeah, um, look, you can go back and listen to the other episodes of The Call. We've been doing this all week. We'll continue to do it next week. You might find yourself with a, a pretty interesting shopping list for a potential crash at the end of this couple of weeks, Cara. Well, what's on tomorrow? We've got a lot of Fed speakers this week, don't we? A couple of them overnight. I guess it's the continued thematic of, of this taper that we are expecting and whether the market is going to like it or not. So far, I think the Fed's done a pretty good job of communicating. They have. Least, you know, and, and people are believing. expectations, mm-hmm. exactly. Half the battle. I saw a really interesting graph the other day as to the reading level and knowledge level that you would need to have to fully comprehend all of the different Fed chairs over the past little while. So they compared Bernanke to Yellen to Powell. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because I'll get it wrong. But basically, you had to have like a way higher reading and comprehension level to understand what Bernanke was saying in both written and spoken communication. Now, that came down slightly through Yellen. And then Powell is, you know, a good step down as well. So basically, the language that he's using, that the Fed is using to communicate right now is actually simpler Wow. Uh, easier to understand and more direct. So, you know, there you go. And there maybe you go. that's why people are getting more into financial markets and we're seeing the rise of the Robin Hood traders and, and you know, you get on FinTwit and, you know, the, the millennials and the Gen Zers are coming through and they want to know about financial markets, which is great. Yeah, I think it's great too. I mean, uh, I, I know our colleague in at Beatro always says, oh God, you know, why do central bankers need to be liked so much? Why do they need to try to yeah. be cool and get in front of the kids and everything? But... You know, there's worse things that could, worse things that could happen, really. Um, on tonight, I guess we've got jobless claims. Uh, to your point, you know, we'll have some, some Fed speak, no doubt. Um, tomorrow, it's a Friday already. Oh, no, can you believe it? And we've got great guests lined up. So we'll kick it off with um, Tim Mulholland from TJM Limited, who will give us a wrap of the U.S. session. And don't forget, we've got earnings as well. More earnings tonight. Yeah. What is it, City? And Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. It's a big bank big, week. Big banks, yeah. yeah. I had a chat with Charlie Aitken from Aitken Investments earlier on today. Find that on the website. I think it's worth a listen. So he, he, he would not invest in U.S. banks, but he does tell us what results he's looking out for tonight. Talks about the strength of the U.S. consumer, why he will not invest in energy, even though he does believe that we'll see these high prices for a while. So there's a little bit of a bonus listen if you want. Um, throughout the day, we'll be speaking small caps with Richard Ivers from Prime Value. Looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be speaking again with Gemma Dale, who always gives us her wrap of the week. To, so we can see what actually people are doing out there in reality in terms of trade. Who's on the trade, by the way? Luke Soddards from Pepperstone. So he do, always has a plethora of, um, of charts for us to look at, kind of a broad spectrum of where the market sits. But I'm very excited about Robert Swift from Dev Partners because he's my favorite doomsday predictor when it <laughs> comes to inflation. And I love uh, chatting with him on different aspects of, of where he's getting his data from. So he's on in the morning. Yeah, and he looks global as well. He does, so it's yeah. a really good perspective. Well, um, look, it was a pretty good session. Thank you out there to all the investors that participated. Thanks as well to all our viewers on ausbiz.com.au and our listeners here as well. 
I should note that uh, Redbubble and Whitehaven Call were negative. You can uh, listen to some interviews on the site about those. Why? Where to from here? But look, um, pretty much wraps it for me. How about you? Yeah, I think stay safe in the storms if you're in Sydney. It looks pretty wild out there. There's some pretty good lightning happening. So if you're in New South Wales, I guess stay safe. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Cara, see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.